What's up, food history nerds? I'm Celine Roberts, and you're listening to 5 Minutes in Food History. Today, we'll hear from Jill Steiner, Wiggle Whiskey's events coordinator and Jane of All Trades. While studying at CMU, Jill became interested in the history of alcohol on its journey from use as a medicine to an intoxicant. Bitters, now found in cocktail bars everywhere, were one of the many types of liquors that made this leap. Here's Jill on the not-so-bitter truth about bitters. So when I was at Carnegie Mellon, I got really interested in alcohol. Uh, Naturally, I was in undergrad. Tends to make a lot of sense (laughs) for a lot of undergrads. So in order to make it a little bit more useful and uh, justified in a, a more academic setting, I started to get really interested in the history of alcohol in its different contexts and really the transformation that it's taken from being something that culturally was, you know, maybe used for more medicinal purposes to its current state today as something that is um, is pretty far from that state. And by medicinal, you don't just mean drinking your problems away. Yeah, we're talking about the days when people were using herb and spice approach to, to medicine back in the 1700s, 1800s. But alcohol has undergone all sorts of different transformations. So if I had come to one of these herbal healers in the 1700s, I would have walked into a shop and I would have said, oh, uh, I'm having gastrointestinal issues. What might have I been prescribed? Most likely you would have been prescribed bitters, uh, which may be something that a lot of people are more familiar with these days than ever before, thanks to the craft cocktail movement. But bitters originally were, they were pretty straight up, you know, medicine, something that you would be prescribed if you went to your your local dock down the street. They were something that were um, basically herbs, bark, um, spices infused in a high-proof alcohol. They were meant to cure not only stomach illness, but also if your blood was bad or if you were having a headache, you were really given any sort of concoction that was pretty bitter but meant to cure you. Were there any other ailments that might have been addressed with bitters? You can still find bitter equivalents tinctures now. They're sort of more popularly called. It's just, again, herbs diffused into a high alcohol, like a grain alcohol substance. Yeah, I think that especially in holistic medicine, people do use more of this herbal approach to healing lesser symptoms and maybe an upset stomach or something like that. I would say to a lesser degree than they were back in the 1700s. Your bitters may not cure cancer, but they may alleviate a digestive issue. How did they jump the gap between being something that was medicinal to something that we enjoy in our beverages? Bitters first emerged back in the 1700s. In 1806, we find really the first definition of a cocktail outlined. Cocktail definitively called for a stimulating liquor composed of spirits of any kind, so whiskey, rum, gin, sugar, water, and bitters. And this is the first time we see bitters repurposed for enjoyment and not for medicine. So we can kind of trace these simultaneous timelines. People are using bitters, and there's the emergence of these more popular brands like Angostura is probably one that people are very familiar with. Um, The popularity of Angostura and the fact that people are starting to use them in cocktails and realize that not only do they fix your ailment, but they also taste pretty good. And they add this great aroma and complexity to a cocktail. So we see bitters in cocktails in throughout the 1800s, really in the cocktail golden age, late 1800s. You take it 
one step further to prohibition and the temperance movement. And what do people have? They have, quote, medicinal alcohols, bitters being one of them, something that you could justify as legal for all of its curative properties. What do they not have? Alcohol or good alcohol. So bitters became very popular as a substitute for alcohol. Although, yeah, <laughs> I see you making that face. <laughs> if you've uh, ever had them just by themselves. They're meant to be used in drop form. Um, so thinking about drinking them straight, straight out of the bottle would be a very intense experience. Yeah, but people, they didn't have alcohol. So what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, or people would add bitters to the bad quality alcohol that was out there, sort of these really rough grain products that were being made you know, in the bathtub. Bathtub gin and bitters, classic cocktail. Pink gin, it's a cocktail. During Prohibition, people are using bitters to make their cocktails better, to make their drinks a little bit better. After Prohibition, people are drinking cocktails again. This is when you have the rise in these more classic cocktails. Kind of leads you into into today when everything old is new again, and people are really looking to bring back these sort of forgotten cocktail techniques and spirits. Bitters have moved on now in modern cocktailing from medicine to doctoring up bad alcohol and now to enhancing good alcohol. Yeah, and something that is really all over the board. I would say most bartenders have their little tinctures sitting on the back bar. Bitters these days are used in in craft cocktails as an ingredient that sort of elevates it um, one step beyond maybe your home bar experience. You're going out, you're going to have a $10, $12 cocktail. The presence of bitters in that cocktail, although you may not appreciate it right off the bat, or it may not be the first thing that you notice, is something that's giving the cocktail really incredible aroma. It's giving it complexity, depth. I like to talk to people at the distillery, Wiggle Distillery, about the use of bitters in cocktails, almost like the use of spice in cooking, or maybe salt and pepper. You want a little bit, you can overpower it pretty easily, but it's going to add just that little something that you uh, can't identify. All right, Joe. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. For five more minutes in food history, visit www.pghcitypaper.com or subscribe to City Paper Podcasts on iTunes. Go to our archives to hear the stories of Iron City Brewing Company and the history of Amari. We'll be back at you in two weeks. Until then, go make some history of your own.